emanating from www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash thinking out loud radio. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for this show on iTunes, Google Play Music, and TuneIn. So excited, as I usually am, that you decided to t- tune in to this special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Follow us on Twitter at TOL Radio Show and Instagram at The TOL Radio Show. And like our Facebook fan page. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Minutes. Candidates Month every Tuesday in October. This is the month where local politics takes center stage on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday during the month of October, listen to radio show host Michael Nemens interview the major candidates in this upcoming November election. My record also indicates that I am a proven leader with the abilities to adjust and strive in various social, political, and economic environments. And it is for these reasons that I ask for and seek your continued support as your city clerk. Thank you. This Tuesday, October 10th at 8 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash thinking out loud radio, Michael Nimmons talks to the Honorable Detroit City Clerk Janice Winfrey. This is definitely an interview you don't want to miss. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and I'm your host, Michael Nimmons. I'm so glad that you have tuned in to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, a very special uh, edition of the show where we're featuring uh, our, the one, the only, the honorable uh, Detroit City Clerk, Janice Winfrey. This is our Meet the Candidates uh, month, the month of October. We're going to be uh, just talking to and uh, discussing politics with the major candidates leading up to the November election. So I'm so glad that you have tuned in uh, to this uh, second edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show in the month of October. That's right. On last week, we talked to Senator Coleman Young. I hope you enjoyed that interview. If you missed it, you can always go back to iTunes, Google Play Music, or TuneIn to listen to that episode. Uh, It was a powerful episode. I'm so glad that Senator Young was on with us, and we truly appreciate him. Again, uh, hopefully you are uh, tuning in uh, on blogtalkradio.com forward slash thinking out loud radio or you are watching us on YouTube. I'm not YouTube, but on our thinking out loud radio show fan page. Uh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio is uh, the page where you can find us. We've also shared the page on our personal shared the feed on 
on our personal profile as well. We ask when you come on to uh, the show page that you share the feed on your timeline as well as share the embedded player uh, or the post on your page as well so others can join in the discussion. It's going to be a great show on today. Again, I'm so happy to have uh, an interview with the Honorable Detroit City Clerk Janice Winfrey. We had a great interview, and I'm going to be airing a portion of that interview uh, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show in just a few minutes. Again, um, you can always go uh, to our iTunes, Google Play Music, or tune in to hear any of our past episodes. This is our 11th show, uh, uh, 11th Thinking Out Loud radio show. And again, we're so happy that you uh, have subscribed to this podcast, uh, tuned in live, however you are uh, listening to us or even watching us today. We truly appreciate it. After the Honorable Janice Winfrey's interview, we're going to take a segment to discuss it and get your feedback about what she said. And if you believe she deserves another term as our Detroit City Clerk, which brings us to our question of the week. Do you believe that voting is still important? We plan to get into this question after the Detroit City Clerk Janice Winfrey's interview has concluded. So stay tuned. Remember, this is a call-in, so so you can call us directly and ask a question or leave a comment. The phone number to call the show is 646-787-1615. That phone number again is 646-787-1615. Remember, follow our social media accounts on all of our uh, social media platforms on Twitter at TOL Radio Show on Instagram at the TOL Radio Show and on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com thinking out loud forward slash thinking out loud radio We open this current events segment with our news, not just uh, not about President Trump, but about Vice President Pence. That's right. Who, according to news reports, flew to the Colts versus 49ers game on Sunday to watch the game, only to leave during the playing of the national anthem because several players knelt instead of standing. So, in the VIP and the Vice President's own show of protest to the NFL and his players, he left the game after his $100,000 flight to the game and then to fly to a Republican fundraiser which cost the taxpayers another $142,000 for a combined total of $242,000, that's right, $1,000. An elaborate stunt to show the players and ultimately the country how detached the White House administration is uh, from the social issues that continue to plague this country. Great job, Vice President Pence. In other related news, ESPN has suspended journalist and 6 p.m. sports anchor Jamela Hill for tweeting out how people should boycott the advertisers of the Dallas Cowboys because of what owner Jerry Jones said about the players protesting the national anthem. Just to bring you up to speed, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones tweeted out that players that disrespect the the flag will not play. Jamela 
Tomohio tweeted um, tweeted out, if you strongly reject what Jerry Jones said, the key is his advertisers don't place the burden squarely on the players. ESPN then PR tweeted out Jamela Hill has been suspended for two weeks for a second violation of our social media guidelines. She's previously acknowledged letting her colleagues and company down with an impulsive tweet. In the aftermath, all employees have were reminded how individual tweets may reflect negatively on ESPN and such actions, which have cons- would have consequences. Hence, the decision. In a wide show of support for Jamela Hill, many celebrities, including CNN political analyst Angela Rye, Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. And Reverend Al Shopton are all using the hashtag Stand with Jamella. The call in number to ESPN is 860-766-2000. Call to let them know you stand with Jamella. I've already made my call. You can make yours again today. 860-760-2000 is the phone number. Let them know that we stand with Jamella. went there <laughs> yeah I'm being petty again <laughs> all those U of M fans out there that are listening this is your boy Mike Nemens letting you know that the Michigan State Spartans pulled off another victory in the big house over the weekend that's right Michigan State Spartans took on the the, the Wolverines on Saturday uh, October the 7th in the big house which is now our our house in a highly intense competitive game uh, complete with torrential downpour the Michigan State Spartans pulled off the upset and won a game they were double digit underdogs to the number 7 Michigan Wolverines 14 to 10 we're happy to report that the Paul Bunyan Trophy is resting comfortably at home in East Lansing where it has spent the last 7 out of the 9 years it'll be another year this year, eight out of the last ten. We're adding another year to his stately residence. Rest well, Paul Bunyan. Rest well. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed our current events segment. We're going to ride out with the Spartan Fight song uh, leading on up into our commercial. We're coming back, and when we come back, we're going right into our uh, interview with the Honorable Detroit City Clerk Janice Winfrey. Don't touch that dial. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
tuned in to the Feeding Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. It's their birthday and need a great present for that special someone? Call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specializes in all-occasion custom baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service design with you in mind. We are back, and as promised, we have with us doing our Meet the Candidates segment of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Detroit City Clerk, the Honorable Janice Winfrey. Let us give her a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show welcome. Oh, thank you for having me, Michael. The pleasure is absolutely mine. And so, as we said, um, this is our Meet the Candidates segment, and um, we're interviewing the major candidates in the um, in the coming in the uh, upcoming November election. You being one of them for uh, Detroit City Clerk being reelected uh, to this office. Uh, you were uh, first elected in in two thousand and five. What would you like our listeners to know regarding your record as um, uh, Detroit City Clerk? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, first and foremost, I want to say hello to your uh, listeners. And um, I, uh, just to tell, tell you a little bit about myself, um, I'm a Detroiter, born and raised, and uh, my mother was born here. So this is the only city that uh, I've lived in and call home. I was, uh, I've always served the community in which I lived in. That's very important to me, uh, serving. And, and, in fact, is one of the most uh, satisfying and most rewarding thing about my current position, um, the opportunity to serve Detroiters. But I've always served, and so I started out my professional career with New Detroit Incorporated, and I was a deputy director there of youth development. From there, I went and worked uh, as a uh, math specialist with Detroit Public Schools. And uh, mm-hmm. after a decade of doing that, I decided to run for city clerk, and um, it, it's it's the most enjoyable uh, thing as it relates to, um, like I say, giving back to the community. But uh, as city clerk, um, wow, uh, we started uh, in um, I started in 2006 is was when I was sworn in, and so mm-hmm. I was faced with all kinds of obstacles, if you will. Um, the city of Detroit's Department of Elections. Um, a previous uh, clerk uh, had experienced some challenges in terms of um, 
um, elections and um, how the department was being run and the integrity in which appeared to be lacking. Um, so consequently, uh, Judge Mayor Beth Kelly ordered uh, in 2006 that we could no longer send out, the clerk's office could no longer send out ballots to uh, constituents or to uh, residents without them first being requested. Prior to that, they were just sending ballots out. Um, so she did that, and then the voter ID initiative was um, implemented. That was uh, made law as well. So those were two obstacles that uh, I had to overcome uh, immediately so. And, and, and so uh, I did, and, and we were able to change the, the, the face, uh, if you will, not only change the face of elections, but also change the, the persona and, and the reputation of the Department of Elections as well. But, you, I mean, you've served in this office for 12 years, and I'm sure you have a long list of accomplishments, a long list of improvements that you've made uh, to um, the election process, the voting process here in the city of Detroit. If you want to uh, remind our listeners of some of those things, you're more than welcome to do so. Yeah. So uh, one of the first things that uh, I did coming into uh, the position was cleaning up and stabilizing and maintaining our uh, Detroit voter file. I don't know if you remember, um, but uh, back in those days, in, in 2005, there were, there were articles in the newspaper and, and all kinds of talk about dead folk voting in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Well, that, right. that, that happened that happened because there was a voter file that had been neglected. In other mm. words, you had uh, dead folks that were still on the voter files, and that's mm. problematic. That's problematic for a number of reasons. So the first thing we did was we came in in 2006, and we cleaned up that voter file. We did that with the help of Social Security Administration, with death records in the city of Detroit, and the like. And, uh, of course, Secretary of State, Terry uh, Lynn Land at that time helped us tremendously in order to maintain and clean those uh, records. And we were able uh, to uh, clean and purge nearly 50,000 records uh, that, had, that were on the voter file that should not have been. And uh, we were rewarded with that uh, in, in, in the way of postage refund by the Secretary of State with a check of over $128,000. In addition to that, we uh, implemented, I implemented two new voting devices. At that time, the M100 and the Automark voting devices were brand new, and we had to implement those uh, devices as well, educate the public on how to use them. We enhanced um, city and state relations. When I took office, uh, the State Department of Elections, um, the city uh, administration, and uh, the clerk's office did not have a, a, a very um, – a helpful, meaningful relationship. Uh, they did mm -hmm. not have a good working relationship. So we enhanced that, and we reached out, and we worked together, and we still enjoy a good relationship with the city and the state. Our partnerships are very important when you're doing right. um, public service work. And, uh, and, and, and to that end, we also partner with Wayne County Community College, and we still maintain that partnership as they train our poll workers. Uh, they also allow us to use their facilities uh, to train as well as to um, as uh, polling locations or satellite voting locations. We've restructured poll worker training. Um, election day result reporting has improved significantly. And even now, um, you can uh, receive election results on election day real time from the comfort of your bed or home by simply uh, going to uh, our website, 
DetroitMI.gov slash elections and hit result reporting. And as the results are coming in, you can receive that information real time. So those are just some of the things that that we've done. Just just a small number of things that that we've done um, in the tenure that we've been here, but certainly they're significant. Wow, that is awesome. That is awesome. And and my next question to you, um, uh, City Clerk Winfrey, as the keeper of elections for the city of Detroit, and this also relates directly to our, our show's question of the week, why do you think it's important for people to vote? Oh, my goodness. Simply, simple, simply put, uh, it's the very voting is the very mm. core of the democratic process. Mm. It's the one opportunity that you have to participate in that process with your very own thoughts, okay? So it's, it's, it's much like uh, this uh, radio program, Thinking Out Loud. When you mm-hmm. vote, you have that opportunity to think out mm. loud. And wow. so it is vital to the democratic process that one exercise that right to vote. I agree with you. I agree with you. But on the other side of that coin, why do you feel that there are so many individuals who um, who don't vote? Yeah, uh, I could tell you one thing. Uh, um, so I'm very active with the National League of Cities, and I'm also very act, uh, active with the National Election Center. Those are think mm-hmm. tank groups for uh, city uh, local officials. The National Election Center... What that is, that is a group of uh, national group of election administrators from all over the globe. And they usually pick the top ten, of which I'm one of, Detroit is one of, and we are part mm. of making um, decisions and making the process better. And one thing we found, one thing that we found is that um, whenever you see elected officials, involved in questionable activity, illegal activity, uh, whenever you see them being hauled off to jail for their actions, you can expect that whatever the next scheduled election will be, there will be a decrease in voter participation. Mm. Voters do not like to see their elected officials involved in illegal activity because these are the people that represent them. So when they see that happening, they become discouraged. They mm. become discouraged, and they don't participate. Now, you don't hear that often, but that's the truth. That's the truth. That's one of the reasons why people don't participate in the process. Another reason why, is be, it, it, and it, part of that is they lose faith in the process. They lose mm. faith in it. Whenever you hear uh, your commander-in-chief saying things like elections are rigged, whenever you mm-hmm. hear them saying that your vote isn't really going to count, whenever you hear those kinds of things, that suppresses the vote because there are people out there that actually believe that, that mm. actually believe that. And if they believe that, they're going to feel as though their vote won't matter. And so they won't engage in the process. So we have to be very careful what we say, and then as elected office holders, we have to be very careful. We're held to a higher standard. We should be. We have to be very careful in what we do and how we engage the public because it does matter. Wow, that is that is so true. That is so true. So you you believe um, truly that 
there is a such thing as voter apathy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it happens. It happens every time you see, especially locally, you'll see the numbers locally. When you see elected officials uh, being hauled off to jail, being participating in illegal activity and the like, you automatically know that next scheduled election, that turnout is going to be lower than it was same like election. And, and to add to that, you know, when you talk to politicians particularly, they always like to put the onus on the voters and say, you know, it's their responsibility to go vote and, and whatnot. But you don't hear the you don't hear the perspective you just gave about why uh, citizens don't go vote, because they're from their perspective and their vantage point. They're saying the the politicians are not holding up to their end of the bargain. And they, and they are correct. And that is correct. That's very correct. Again, this is what I do for a living. We study these numbers. We study the data. We study voters and, and what makes them go out. And we know, we absolutely know uh, voters are driven by the candidate. If they like the candidate, if the candidate is all uh, in, engaging and, and the candidate seems to be the right person like, like our President Obama, then you know they're going to come out in mm. droves. They're going to come out right. in droves because they like that. But, you know, when the candidates are not so, eh, pretty much the same old warm double stuff, eh, then voter turnout reflects that as well. How do we improve voter turnout? Well, one thing you have to do is you have to educate, educate, educate. That's, mm. the, that's the most important thing that we can do to enhance voter turnout. Educate and to make the process easy and accessible. And mm. we do those things at the Department of Elections. We educate by way of our election connection newsletter that goes out about three weeks prior to every election. It has the sample ballot in there so the voter knows uh, who's on the ballot, what, the, what proposals are on the ballot. They have a full three weeks, three to four weeks before Election Day to study that ballot so that they can feel comfortable when they uh, go to the polls and actually vote. And then you make it accessible. And we do that at the Department of Elections by providing for satellite voting. You can vote your absentee ballot in person a full three weeks prior to Election Day at four different uh, satellite voting locations. You can do that. You can vote that regular ballot Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That's making it accessible. And then the voter has to feel comfortable in knowing that he or she knows where she goes on Election Day so they can cast that vote. And we do that, again, via that mailer that we send to Every registered voter household in the city of, De of Detroit gets that election connection mailer with not only the sample ballot in there, but it also has your voting location, where you go to vote, who in that household is a registered voter, and then it tells you what political uh, composition you live in. In other words, what uh, who your council uh, uh, representative is or district, what your state rep district is, what your school board district is, and the like, so that you can be uh, informed, you can be have accessibility to the ballot, and you know where you're going on election day if you choose to wait until Tuesday, November 7th to vote. So has early voting already started? Yeah, well, it's called uh, absentee voting in person because oh, the state voting. of Michigan doesn't allow for early voting but we okay. want to make it accessible to our so that will start on october the 18th uh that's a wednesday next week and it will uh start 
it will be at uh, Wayne County Community College, Northwest Campus, Wayne County Community College, Eastern Campus. Of course, you can come into the Department of Elections, 2978 West Grand Boulevard, as well as the City Clerk's Office to Woodward Avenue. Though You can vote your regular ballot Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, at those locations starting October the 18th. Wow, what a what a way to make voting uh, easy and accessible to the citizens of the city of Detroit. Can those who haven't registered yet to vote, is there still time for them or has that time passed? Well, that's a good question. Today is the absolute last day that you can mm. uh, register to vote. It's called the close of registration. And uh, that takes place today, and consequently, our offices will be open until 8.30 p.m. for anybody who wants to come in and register to vote for this upcoming election. Wow. We will definitely make sure that in our social media posts uh, advertising this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram that we let our listeners know that today is the last day to register to vote for the November election. As we um, as we get ready to wrap this interview, and again, I appreciate you being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. What are some uh, some things that you want to uh, tell our listeners about again your record and why they should vote for you in November? Mm, that's a, thank you, Michael, for the opportunity. One thing that uh, I'd, I'd like voters to know about the position of city clerk is is that is it's a nonpartisan position. In other words, you're not a Democrat, you're not a Republican, you're not a Libertarian or Green Party. You represent the people and you count all ballots and initiatives. So it's very important that the position is nonpartisan. It's mm. equally as uh, important that the person who has the position is one with a high level of integrity. Because what you don't want to do is to make one think that you have some magic wand and you can make this happen or that happen. What you want people to know is that integrity is high at the level, at this level, and that they can guarantee and count on clean, fair election process. And then thirdly, it's important that this position is not politicized. In other words, you cannot cater to a small group of people. You must cater to every registered voter in the municipality and what you are uh, uh, responsible for. So to that end, I've proven to be a highly ethical, non-politicized, uh, non-partisan clerk. I've proven that you can work through hard issues and make hard decisions, not for the good of a few, but for the good of everyone. I've proven that I can admit to mistakes and then fix them, fix them for the betterment of all. So that's why I'm running for re-election. That's why I'm encouraging everyone to, uh, to vote for me, to re-elect me, because I'm a proven leader with proven results that looks out for the interests of the entire city. Of Detroit. Awesome. For anyone who wants to join your re-election campaign and help out and volunteer, uh, what are ways? What are what are some of the ways they can do that? JaniceForTheWin.com. Number four, 
JanisForTheWin.com. Well, I want to thank you again, uh, City Clerk, uh, the Honorable Janice Winfrey, for joining us on our Meet the Candidates segment of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I truly, truly appreciate you, and I wish you much success in November. Thank you so much, and I, I, I appreciate you as well. I appreciate you as well. You tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Helen Keller once said, The only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. What a truly profound and compelling statement. Our book entitled Vision is strategically designed to give you the tools you need to see yourself and your future in a whole new way. Vision, coming soon. Visit michaelnemons.org for more details. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. It's the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. We'll be right back. It's the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Question of the Week. Well, we are back, and I'm. I hope you enjoyed uh, the interview that we just had with, uh, and we aired with uh, the Choice City Clerk, uh, Janice Winfrey. Uh, I truly appreciate her being on the show with us, and I see we have a couple individuals on our Thinking Out Loud fan page. My good friend Capri Edwards and uh, my boy Mike Fountain. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Please again share the feed on your timeline so others can join in the discussion. Discussion. Uh, this brings us to our question of the week. Do you still believe that voting is important? Do you believe that voting is still important? I know it sounds like a very simple and simplistic question, uh, but it is a very important question uh, to ask uh, because uh, even the I even asked, as you know, we even asked the city clerk directly because um you know, it's a problem that we've noticed in the past few elections of low voter, low voter turnout. Voting is always touted uh, to be not just our right, but our singular responsibility as citizens of this country to exercise. And I completely agree that we should exercise our inalienable right to vote. 
But I want to have this conversation discussion with you. Those of you on a Thinking Out Loud fan page, feel free to chime in and post your comments. But um, I think it's important that we have this discussion uh, regarding why some feel it's important and why others don't feel it is as as important as it has been in the past. And you mean there's actually people that feel this way? Of course there do. You know how I know? Because the poll returns tell us unequivocally that low voter turnout usually results in legislation passed that we don't agree with or politicians elected or reelected that we oppose and so on and so forth. Why is that? Well, um, it's because people are not going out to vote. Uh, even though we're not voting is the answer to ultimately overrule or overturn unjust laws and to oust or get rid of crooked politicians. Why don't we use it more consistently and freely? What are some of the reasons why people don't vote? Why? Why are there? Why? You know, I'm asking uh, those of you who are listening, those of you who are watching uh, on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page, again, you're more than welcome to call into the show uh, and leave a comment or ask a question. But we want to know the question of the week is, do you still believe that voting is still important in this day and in this time? Do you believe that voting is still important? And if you do believe that voting is still important why do you believe it's important is it that there are no longer that people no longer believe in the electoral process uh, circa 2000 uh, uh, no, November 2000 where the pres presidential election was halted because of a massive recount taking place in Florida which ultimately ended in President George W. Bush winning the electoral college and Al Gore winning the popular vote has the process become more and more convoluted the more crooked and inane the political arena has become I don't know. Maybe it is, especially uh, any time a political novice and a personal Donald Trump could throw his hat in the ring last year, which was universally perceived as a joke. I mean, nobody, nobody believed that Donald Trump could actually win this election. Even people in the Republican Party, even uh, high ranking members in the Republican Party looked at his campaign as a joke. And and here um, it, it, it this joke ultimately ended up with him occupying the Oval Office at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. How could this have happened, uh, especially coming off the heels of one of the most, if not the most historic presidential runs of our lifetime in the person of President Barack Obama, the first African-American president of the United States? This is how the American people follow up the previous eight years. But again, I want to know what people's reasons are for not voting. There is a such thing as voter apathy. And that simply means that people are or feel disconnected or they don't care about voting. 
And this is where, and this is where, this is where we, this is where we are. Um, it, it's where people get, and which is considered a perceived lack of apathy or caring among voters in an election. And do the numbers which reflect low voter turnout accurately reflect the phenomena which we speak? I, I believe so. I see another good friend of mine, oh, Pastor Howard Sturgis is on. Uh, another good friend of ours, David Hall is on. What's up, Hatchet Man? Uh, we're just talking. Talking about why, uh, well, the question of the week is: Do people still believe uh, voting is important? Um, if you do, you believe voting is still important? Those of you who are on our Facebook fan page, let us know what your thoughts are. Is there a such thing? As voter apathy Or is that just an excuse For the lazy Those individuals who just don't want to get up And stand in the line And or drive to the polling place Or go stand in line And give their information to go vote Is it too much of a headache If it's too much of, of uh, You know it, it, it just puts you out of your way What is it You know um, and, and we want to know Is is it a real thing Is it something that people uh um, um, are, are really dealing with but I believe the numbers suggest that there is a such thing as voter apathy um, have voters gotten to the point where they don't care anymore has politicians and politics gotten people to the point where they don't care about the election process any longer or what's important uh, are you one or what's more important are you one of these people if you are listening to this podcast or you're listening to this live show uh, and you feel this way let us know send us a post on our Facebook fan page feel free to call us at 646-787-1615 that is the phone number 646-787-1615 is the phone number have you ever experienced voter apathy have you ever gotten to the point where you say, ah, I'm not going to the polls. I, I'll, I'm going to sit this one out. I don't want to get involved. I'm not interested in um, in the political gamesmanship. One thing I, I appreciated from uh, the interview with uh, City Clerk Janice Winfrey is that she said herself that uh, the numbers suggest that whenever a politician goes to jail, whenever a, a politician does something uh, illegal that's that's uh, uncovered in the public eye, uh, the 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 following election numbers are going to be low because the confidence that people have in politicians has dropped, and that's a, a direct indication of that. People stop going to the polls when they uh, when when things happen in the political arena that they don't agree with or a politician gets locked up because of something they've done behind closed doors that has now been brought to light so these are some things that um that are happening and we have to address them we have to talk about them and this is the form that we're using to get uh these matters out there and discuss so i appreciate your feedback i hope that uh you'll call us again six four six seven eight seven 
877-247-1615 is the phone number. Be sure to call us or leave a post on our Facebook fan page and let us know what your thoughts are on this question. Do you still believe that voting is important? And if you do, why? Why do you believe that voting is important? We're going to get more into this question on the other side of this break. Don't go any don't go anywhere. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. It's their birthday and need a great present for that special someone? Call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specializes in all occasion custom baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. Helen Keller once said, The only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. What a truly profound and compelling statement. Our book entitled Vision is strategically designed to give you the tools you need to see yourself and your future in a whole new way. Vision, coming soon. Visit michaelnemons.org for more details. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're back, we're back, and we're um, continuing to address the question of the week. Do you still believe that voting is important in this day and in this time? We just recently interviewed uh, the Honorable Detroit City Clerk Janice Winfrey, had a great interview with her, and we even posed the question to her, and I truly appreciate her um, her response, and she she agreed that voting is, is still and uh, will be uh, continually important, especially in the lives of, of us as African Americans. Um, people have fought and died. We're going to get into that in just a minute um, uh, about the background of voting. But uh, people have fought and marched and died for us to have the right to vote. My good friend David Hall said, I was almost there talking about voter apathy. Sometimes it feels like once elected, politicians then forget about those whom elected them. Voters' voices are ignored, but people must get involved with local government. It makes a difference. And I agree with Dave, but you know, how do you continually keep people uh, actively engaged when politicians are constantly um, uh, ignoring their voices or they're constantly trying to do things that uh, uh, circumvent uh, the process or uh, they're doing things to uh, to 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 bully uh, the, the American people? I mean, when you look at uh, what's going on with the Affordable Care Act and how uh, the Republican Republicans are, are, are actively trying to uh, get this Obamacare repeal. 
to no avail. They, they can't seem to come together on a real plan, which is typical of the Republican Party. I mean, they're good for criticizing a plan, but never having one, a plan, uh, never having, never having a plan on their own. Uh, so, but, but, but these are the kinds of examples that we, that we come up with or that we, that we constantly see that play, I believe play into why people don't vote because they are losing faith in the system. But from an ethnic standpoint, we as African Americans should always be mindful of the significance of the right to vote, understanding the many sacrifices that were made during the civil rights movement for us today to have this right to vote. There should never be a time where we lose sight of its significance. But voter apathy is prima facie evidence of the amnesia or the anxiety that comes with still civically engaged in this modern era of politics oh, excuse me politics we know about the voting rights bill of 1964 and the marches and the demonstrations that led up to its historic legislation and yet and still we have to be reminded each election cycle of those many sacrifices that were afforded to us the right and privilege to cast our vote and still many do not why is that why do we have to be reminded of this right? Does anybody know? Is is it the political gamesmanship that is associated with voting nowadays? Do we really trust the phrase that your vote does count or that your vote really matters or makes a difference? Do you believe that your voice or that your vote does count? Maybe that's the reason why many do not vote because they don't believe that their vote really matters. Does today's political climate help or hurt this notion of people actively uh, actually not caring to vote or consciously deciding not to be involved in the political process because it doesn't represent them. It doesn't protect us. It doesn't support us. It doesn't appear to be looking out for our best interests. Is there anyone that feels that way? Is there anyone that, that agrees with that assessment? Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I believe I'm not by myself. I'm almost sure that I'm not by myself. The polling results, the, the, the numbers, they tell us that I'm not by myself. Individuals who, um, you know, will sit elections out because they are no longer civically engaged in the process because they don't believe that politicians are actively looking out for their best interests. I want to do you feel this way. Post your comments on our Facebook fan, pa fan, pa fan page. Feel free to do so or give us a call at 646-787-1615. That is the phone number to our show. What is interesting, though, is that on the flip side of that argument, the answer to the question for those who are grappling with voter apathy and how to overcome it, the crux of the problem is also the answer to the question. Vote. Voting reengages you in the political process. Voting assures that politicians will have to listen to your voice. Voting guarantees that your voice will be heard even if it's in the minority. Voting is both the problem and the solution. 
it is a mechanism that is constantly being improved upon, even by the admission of our own, our very own city clerk, Janice Winfrey. The voting process is constantly being looked at from various different angles and vantage points to see where improvements can be made. And it's also the solution, which could be the very reason why some politicians are still trying to take away people's right to vote. The opposition to this inalienable and inherent right given to us by the Constitution of the United States boldly reflects an explicit and even implicit understanding of the enormous power when it is used and the disastrous impact when it is not used. Let me say that again. I think that's important. The opposition to this inalienable right, um, uh, and, and, and inherent right the Constitution gives us and affords us boldly reflects an explicit and implicit understanding of the enormous power when it is used and the disastrous impact when it is not used. And there are politicians that, that understand it and know that, and that's why they're actively trying to take away people's right to vote or make it harder for people to vote. And it's sad when you have politicians who are more concerned with the disastrous impact of not voting rather than the enormous power that comes with exercising one's right to vote. I wonder what your thoughts are. Let us know. Give us a call again at 646-787-1615 or post your comments and feedback on our Facebook fan page. We're going to take our last break of the night, but when we come back, we're going to give you our thought of the week. Stay close. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Purchase our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked, from our website, michaelnimmons.org. Don't delay, do it today. Also available on Amazon. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's time, 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 time for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thought, 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 thought of the week. 
We're back, and in this week's Thought of the Week, it's taken from Matthew 12 and 17, where it reads, And Jesus answering and said unto them, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. In this scripture, the Pharisees were once again trying to trip Jesus up by asking him in verse 14, Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? Jesus, already knowing the motive behind the question, responded with the verse 17, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. To those who don't think that Christians should not be civically engaged or civically minded, I believe this scripture speaks directly to this question. Jesus puts it very plainly, render unto Caesar, render or do or give the things of which Caesar's or which are Caesar's or the government requires and do or give unto the Lord that which he requires. Voting, marching, demonstrating, protesting, paying taxes, being civically engaged, all of these things that are embedded into the institutions of this government, you as a Christian citizen are required by God to do or to give to the government. Jesus was considered a social revolutionary himself during biblical times. He came to overturn the social norms of this world and introduce a new social and Christian order. Dr. King said that Jesus was considered a rabble rouser, a troublemaker, and an agitator. So we should be civically engaged in what is happening in our communities. We should be consciously aware of the needs of those who have been displaced, impoverished, imprisoned, ostracized, and the like, and be willing to do something to help them. Jesus said in Matthew 25, 45, Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye have did it not to me. So here Jesus is almost giving us a mandate to be civically and morally engaged in our communities. We have to be we have to be about the business of not just talking about love, but demonstrating the love of Jesus Christ of whom we're supposed to represent. The church is supposed to be the moral authority for the world. Christians are supposed to be the light that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Let us continue to be mindful of not just our Christian responsibility, but also our moral and our civic responsibility to one another as well. I'm reminded of the eternal words of Dr. King as he describes the revolutionist king, Jesus the Christ, in his famous sermon, The Drum Major Instinct. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a poor peasant woman. He grew up in yet another obscure village where he worked as a carpenter until the age of 13. He didn't have much. He never had a family. He never owned a house. He never held an office. He never wrote a book. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things that this world would associate with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was 33 when the tide of public opinion turned against him. They called him a rabble rouser, an agitator, a troublemaker. They said he was they said he practiced civil disobedience. Betrayed by his closest friends and while he was dying the people who killed him gambled for his clothing. The only other possessions that he had in the world. And when he was dead, he was buried in a borrowed tomb through the pity of a friend. 
19 centuries have come and gone and today he stands as the most influential figure that ever entered human history. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, all of the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life of man on this earth as much as this one solitary life. I hope this thought of the week blessed you as we as you go about the rest of your week. I want to give special thanks to Detroit City Clerk Janice Winfrey for being on our show this week. If you want to know more about Janice Winfrey's re-election campaign, go to her website, Janice the number four the win.com. Janice the number four the win.com. And you can get all the information you need to help her in her re-election bid. We'll see you same time, same station next week with another Power Pack show just for you. And until next time, remember, if you think it, then you can believe it. If you believe it, then you'll see it. If you can see it, then you'll be it. If you can be it, then you will achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud Radio. Show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show podcast. Be sure to support all of our show sponsors. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or TuneIn. Want to book Michael Nemens for a speaking engagement? book signing or corporate event send an email to contact at michaelnemons.org be sure to follow the show on all of his social media accounts on twitter at tol radio show on instagram at the tol radio show and on our facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio are you an entrepreneur and want to advertise Become a Thinking Out Loud radio show partner. Send an email to thinkingoutloudradioshow at gmail.com. We have some affordable advertising packages just for you. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.